Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pinot and Perfume. I am your host, Sarah Chacon, and this week I am actually drinking something whilst podcasting. Actually, technically last week I did that too, but this one I'm excited about because it is a beer that I uh, procured procured yesterday. It ticks off all my fall basic bitch check marks, and that is Shipyard Smashed Pumpkin. Yes, it's pumpkin beer. Maybe I have had a few pumpkin beers so far this year, as well as a few pumpkin PSLs. Maybe I put pumpkin spice in my coffee when I make it at home. You know what? I'm a basic bitch for the fall. What can I say? Especially since, not that this is an excuse, because if I lived in a spot where we had actual fall, I would still be into it. But I feel even more so the need to really create fall for myself since I live in Florida and it's still fucking hot. I mean, we don't get like a fall, quote unquote. Um, A few weeks ago, yeah, a few weeks ago, it was, it hit the low 60s in the morning and I thought I I just about had a conniption because I was so excited. It was this pleasant surprise, took my dogs out, 63 degrees, you know this bitch put on some leggings and an oversized shirt, long sleeve shirt, even though it got up to the 80s in the afternoon, I didn't give a fuck because it was some sort of fall feeling. So yeah, so Shipyard Smash Pumpkin. Now I'm a dumbass because they have Shipyard Pumpkin Ale that comes in a six pack and they have Shipyard Smash Pumpkin, which comes in a four pack of Tall Boys, um, which I call a Tall Boy. It's a pint, 16 fluid ounces. And I was like, why do they have two different pumpkin beers? And why is this called Smash Pumpkin? Uh, Because dumbass. It is 9% alcoholic by volume. So she's a big beer. And uh, this episode might get a little weird as we go along. So um, just the description on my little can here says, Smash pumpkin season with shipyard smashed pumpkin. This big bodied beer pours a light copper orange with pleasing aromas of pumpkin, cinnamon, and burnt sugar. Balanced by a mild lingering sweetness and a slightly warm, bitter finish, Smashed Pumpkin is a perfect beer for when the temperature starts to drop. To fully enjoy all the flavors, this ale is best drunk at 55 degrees Fahrenheit. It's been in my fridge. Don't know how cold that is. But it is chilled and it is crisp and it is lovely. It's got pale whole wheat Munich. and uh, That's the wheat. I guess pale whole wheat from Munich. And then the hop is Willamette Saphir. Um, I like it. I think it's um, one of the, I like it better than its regular pumpkin beer. And I think is on the level with Warlock by Southern Tier. I was a big fan of Pumpkin by Southern Tier. The first year I tasted it, which was like, it was like, what, 2013, I think, long time ago. And that year, it was so good. It, I felt like it had all the seasonings balanced. And then after that, the batches tasted like they put way too much clove in it. Maybe my taste, my palate has evolved and it was always like that. And I didn't had nothing to compare it against, but I don't know. I Pumpkin, I, I will drink for nostalgic factor, but I do prefer its darker sister Warlock. That is the stout version of pumpkin, which is really good. Not a lot of clove. Um, but yeah, the shipyard smash pumpkin is pretty good. So <laughs> cheers. It's fall, y'all. Um, yeah, so I discovered something about myself recently. I've got a sweet tooth. That's not my discovery. 
my discovery, and I guess it's not so much a discovery as much as it is being in denial and then just leaning in. I like sweet fragrances and not just like your fruity florals, but I like fragrances that smell like candy, apparently. Um, granted, uh, this comes from kind of my more dabbling into gourmands, and these are higher-end gourmands. It's not like I'm spritzing Bath & Body Works, you know, brownie batter or whatever the fuck kind of scents they make. No offense if you like that. But I do, I've, I've kind of just like, really leaned in to just being sm to smelling like sweet trash. Um, uh, Killian's princess is one. It's not, it's sweet. It's not like what I would consider sweet trash, but it is sweet. It's got the marshmallow. I love it. I feel sexy, but also, and this is going to be a future scent of the week. I'm not going to go too much into it now, but I did buy the travel spray of, Rolling in Love, which apparently is Rihanna's signature scent. And that is marshmallow and white floral, which I wasn't sure how those two would work together. Love it. It's smells like cotton candy, which makes me wonder now, like I thought I, I didn't like those types of scents, but apparently I do. I'm just like really leaning in. And now I'm just like wondering, should I get pink sugar? I mean, what's next? Is it pink sugar? Is it a juicy couture perfume? I don't know. There used to be perfumes I look down upon. I think that those were cheap and tacky. But now, I mean, granted, Killian is higher in, so this his stuff is blended very well, and it doesn't smell cheap. It doesn't smell tacky. It's, you can tell he uses quality ingredients. But I even smelled a perfume at Five Below that was a clone of Aqualina Pink Sugar, which how sad do you have to be to buy a clone of Pink Sugar? Because that stuff is practically free these days. And I didn't hate it. And it was $5 and that smelled super synthetic. So I don't know, maybe this is just my tacky, maybe I never graduated from the sweet scents or in the, in the super fruity florals. Maybe I felt like I had to as I got older because maybe I thought being a woman in her thirties smelling like cotton candy was a little bit juvenile, but I don't know, I'm loving it. The scents that I have that are super sweet, I just wanna bathe in them. So, that is my revelation. It is akin to in the 90s when the boy band revolution really like took off. I resisted. I resisted so hard. I was like, I thought the, the boy band cart the boy cartoons, boy band music was like a like the musical version of a cheap synthetic perfume. Even though whenever it would come on, like whenever I would hear Bye 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 or a little I Want It That Way, I would do a head bump. You know, I I wouldn't turn the channel. You know, this is, you know, I, I wouldn't turn the channel. I, you know, it was a bop. I didn't want to admit it. Instead, I really wanted to just feel superior to my peers by saying that I choose to listen to stuff my dad listens to, like Queen and Paul Simon and Rod Stewart both of whom I was DTF back in the day, full disclosure. Um, yeah, but it came to a point, I was like 15, 16, I couldn't resist the call. I could, it was like the Pied fucking Piper. I was hypnotized and I just really leaned in to the boy band craze. I got NSYNC's first album. I don't even know what it was called. It might've just been called NSYNC. I got No Strings Attached. 
I got the little marionette of Lance Bass, who was my favorite. I had a huge crush on him, despite him looking weird, like his eyes look weird. And the fact that looking back, he was, you know, you know, he came out as gay. Um, didn't see the signs back then. I got the Backstreet Boys' first CD. I got their second one. What's I don't even remember what it's called, but it had it had someone that had like, I'll be the one. That was my jam. Um, didn't go go for 98 degrees, I'll be honest. Those were like those were the great value Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, if I would like, if I were to be honest. Like I know NSYNC like eclipsed Backstreet Boys, it eclipsed everybody, but I consider Backstreet Boys and NSYNC to be on the same level. 98 degrees was like the great value version. They weren't bad, but they didn't blow your socks off. So yeah, that, and then once I just leaned in hard, and I was listening to that shit all the time, listening to it all the time. So this is the equivalent of that, but just in fragrance. So we'll see where that journey takes us. I may get a, I, I'm, I may get Juicy Couture Gold Couture. That has notes of caramel in it. I wasn't too happy. I wasn't too fond of it when I sprayed it on a little tester in Ulta. But that's because I spilled more florals. Maybe I'll test it out. And maybe I'll love it. I don't know. It's 2020. Anything can go this year, you know? So speaking of sweets, I also love frozen yogurt. And I don't even try. I used to like try and trick myself to be like, it's healthy. But the way I do frozen yogurt, it is not healthy, not in the slightest. So I was running some errands on Friday. I took the day off work and I was near a frozen yogurt spot. And I was like, you know what? Frozen yogurt sounds really good. Now, this frozen yogurt place, it is blatantly geared to children. I mean, there's no law saying you can't go in if you don't have a kid. But if you walk into this place, it's like there's cartoon frogs on the walls. The decor is like bubblegum pink and like pastel greens and pastel blues, like very kid-like. And the tables are painted like pink and green. Like it's a whole thing, a whole aesthetic. Um, I feel like a creep every time I go in there, but part of me doesn't even care because they have a good variety of toppings and yogurt flavors. And that are my two number ones when I'm looking for frozen yogurt. The ones in the mall don't cut it because they'll have like four flavors of frozen yogurt and then like three types of toppings. Get the fuck out of here with your bland ass toppings. I don't want to choose between rainbow sprinkles or chocolate sprinkles and then like caramel or butterscotch or fudge syrup. I want a whole smorgasbord. I want cheesecake bites. I want brownie bites. I want Reese's peanut cups. I want snow caps. I want graham crackers. I want Snickers. Am I going to put all that shit on my frozen yogurt? No, but I want the option. So anyway, I walk in and I must be looking like a real creep anyway, because A, I don't have a kid and this is a blatant, like overtly geared to children. And B, I'm wearing my tank top with a ghost that's holding beers that say, I'm just here for the booze. Another tick on the basic bar, basic bitch checklist, but I don't even care. So I go in and I create the most disgusting yet delightfully tasty treat. I combined, get a little creative, I combine chocolate frozen yogurt with mint frozen yogurt and then I just go nuts on toppings. I think I did cookie dough, I think I did brownie bites, I know I did some chocolate sprinkles because I always like sprinkles up in that bitch. I like the texture. They don't have any taste but I like the texture. I did snow caps and I 
think that's it. Um, might have been a few other things. I, I resisted the urge to get fudge. But anyway, forget how much it paid. Probably way too much because, again, it was super full and disgusting. Weird incident with the um, checkout lady. I don't think this is a weird weird question, especially in the midst of COVID-19, where everybody's trying to be um, very careful with how they clean and sanitize things. So I don't see spoons. I get up to the cash wrap and I see two metal buckets with spoons in them. But again, I'm not, they, there's not a lot of spoons. And sometimes at most ice cream spots, there's usually like a metal bucket at the cash wrap for discarded sample spoons, even though these look full size. So I decided to play it safe. I wasn't sure. I know at another frozen yogurt shop closer to my house, they just hand you a spoon and I think it's wrapped up in plastic. So, you know, I don't know. So I asked the lady and, uh, you know, wearing a mask and I go, are these the spoons? And she's like, what? And I'm like, are these the spoons? And she, she's like, what? And I'm thinking maybe she can't understand because of the muffled. I get it. I'm like, no, are these the spoons? And she looks at me like, I don't know how to answer your question. And finally, I'm like, no, are these the spoons? Like, they're not sampling spoons. These are the spoons we have, like the regular spoons you can eat. She's like, oh, yeah, no, the sampling spoons are, I guess they were by where you filled up your cup. It was just very weird. She looked at me like I had three heads. I didn't think it was that weird of a question. But anyway, already starting to feel like a creep. Kind of, kind of side-eyeing my own disgusting frozen yogurt creation. And then that weird interaction with the lady, I was going to go eat my creation in my car in the parking lot, but I thought that would look even weirder. Like this girl asking weird questions, looking like a pedo, just goes and sits in her car for like 10 minutes or whatever. So in my shame, I ended up driving to the parking lot of the neighboring gas station and crushing my treat there. And it was delicious. And do I regret it? No, I'll probably go back there at some point. But yeah, was that a weird question? Let me know. I don't think it was, especially in the time of COVID, but sometimes what I think is normal is not. So anyway, those are my revelations, my frozen yogurt adventures, everything. Let's get into fragrance of the week. So this week's fragrance of the week is... Shag Half Oud by Swiss Arabian Perfumes. I know I'm not pronouncing Shag Half right. I know I've, you got to do, do it with like the accent. Uh, my husband, he used to work in the Middle East. He tried to try to show me uh, and he just laughed when I tried to do it. I'm sorry. You can join the ranks of the many French um, names that I have butchered on this podcast. So Back in September, I started doing a kind of a first impressions on recent perfume buys. I'm going to continue to do that. This was at the request of Anne. I did that on my, I started doing that on my Instagram. I recently did just like bought a bunch of perfumes. Um, and I'm going to keep it up because I have a bunch of samples too. Um, people seem to like it. I get a lot of interaction with it. And so this was the first of my first impression posts. And if you recall, I was on the fence. Um, my husband at first said he smelled when I bought, he said I smelled like strawberries, but then he, which I don't know where he got that at. Um, I think he was smelling something else to be honest, because then when he smelled up close, he thought it was very strong. <sighs> Guys, I have to say this perfume beat me. It, it beat me. It defeated me. I'm, I'm done. I, I can't. 
Um, I don't even own the bottle anymore. I ended up selling it on Mercari and it uh, this weekend. So I mailed it off on Friday. So I don't even have the bottle with me anymore. Um, but I just, I couldn't do it. So let's back up a little bit about Swiss Arabian. Um, I've seen their names being popped up in many re YouTube reviews. Uh, they were the first perfumery in the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Emirates, Emirates, I think it's Emirates. Again, sorry. Um, it was founded in 1974 by Mr. Hussein Adam Ali, and it has just grown from there. So according to their About Us page on the, on the website, um, they say that today they operate five modern manufacturing facilities spread across an area of 165,000 square feet, and they produce more than 35 million perfumes annually and export to over 80 countries. So they are a Middle Eastern perfumery. A lot of their, I could say all their perfumes reflects, reflect that, um, obviously. And so Shag Half Oud is one that I have seen being reviewed about and raved about. It is supposedly a dupe for Lancome's Oud Bouquet. I have never smelled Lancome's Oud Bouquet. I would like to sample it because it sounds beautiful. And I looked this up and it has the exact same notes. So Oud Bouquet, let me look. I had this open. So Oud Bouquet has Oud. It's a combination of like Oud, Guayac Wood, Pahu wood, and then they've got rose and praline and vanilla. And it sounds beautiful, and I've heard it's really beautiful. And the Shag Half Oud has the same notes, but whereas the notes for the Oud Bouquet are kind of just listed, it's not listed in the fragrance pyramid, I think it might just be a linear scent. These are listed in the fragrance pyramid. And the only difference is that Oud is in all three layers. Um, now I have seen other notes line up with Oud just being in the middle of the base, but on Swiss Arabian's own website, they have the fragrance pyramid and they list the top notes as being Oud and Saffron. The middle notes as being Praline, Rose, and Oud. The base notes as being Oud and Vanilla. So what is the, com what's the recurring theme? Oud, 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 Oud. And this is an Oud bomb. So the description on the website says, Shag Half Oud is an oriental oud fragrance that surrounds your passionate heart with the peerless beauty of rich golden oud. Shag Half Oud opens with precious strands of saffron, also known as red gold. It merges with the, the seam of agar wood that starts like the source of a river and threads itself with growing intensity through each layer of the fragrance. As the oud reaches the heart of the fragrance, it awakens an exquisite rose and nuances of delicious praline. Growing in intensity, the oud meets the warm embrace of vanilla, showering you in the perfect combination of rich, resonant agar wood and golden sweetness. Shag Half Oud is a unisex fragrance from Swiss Arabian perfumes. It is ideal for cooler seasons. This is the moment. This is the passion. This is the scent. I went ahead and blind bought this because I figured, and from what I've been reading, I've seen reviews saying that this smells like 95% similar to Lancome's Bouquet, and it's very affordable. It's 75 milliliters. And on the website, it is listed at, I think it's like, you know what? Let me try. Let me try. Let's see. I think it's like $54.99, $59.99. Um, so it's 
very, very affordable. I bought it on Fragrance X for $46.99. So again, even if you were paid to order directly from Swiss Arabian, it's full price. Very, very affordable. Now on me, I mean, all I smelled was oud. It, it was a creamy oud, and I think that was maybe the vanilla, but I didn't detect the rose, and I didn't get the praline, which I was really, really kind of bummed about. It was oud, a creamy, resinous oud. And I thought I could do it. I thought I could do it. I When I did the first impression, I just did one spray on my arm. Let me tell you, one spray is all you need because um, this is strong. This is a powerhouse scent and it lasts. The projection and longevity are like way above average because I have found with most fragrances, I was kind of spraying like a Bolshevik. Like you can be more generous and not, and not choke out a room, which was my greatest fear. However, with this one, one spray and you're done. If you are in any other country besides a Middle Eastern country, because they do tend to um, wear very strong perfumes and they tend to wear a lot, like a lot of perfumes. Um, there is a actually a great YouTube interview with Killian Hennessy, my new fragrance husband, and he and uh, Amna Al-Habtour. She is the founder of Arcadia Perfumes in Dubai. Um, they have a really, um, really good, great interview and they touch on the Middle Eastern's take on perfume and how they wear it. And she even admits that they bathe in it. So based on from what my husband's told me when he's worked it over the Middle East and then this interview, it sounds like my impression is that Middle Eastern, um, their take on perfume. They like them strong. They like them loud and they like a lot of it. So they will bathe in it. However, if you are in any country that's not a Middle Eastern country and you do more than one, more than one spray of this scent, you're an asshole because it's strong. So I thought I could do it. I did when I was attempting to do my, my, um, wear test, you know, wear it off and on for a week. I did one spray on my chest because that's where since project the most, even since that wear off on my wrists and my inner elbows, um, well, I will still smell them when I spray them on my chest behind my ears. So I did it on my chest and it wasn't that bad. I mean, I was still on the fence because it was, it was just that resinous oud. And I, I think I like oud. I mean, my only other dalliance with an oud fragrance was the uncompromising Sohan from Penhaligon's. And I did like that. My gripe with that scent wasn't the oud. It was the, the very peppery opening. It was very strong to me. It almost bordered on like plastic or burnt rubber. But once that settled and the other notes got to come out and play, the oud just made it, gave it like a richness and a depth to it that I really, really liked. So I was really excited to try that. However, again, oud bomb. I thought I could do it. It wasn't, I was still on the fence. It wasn't that bad. Um, I got a whiff. I could smell it all throughout the day. But then in the evening, I was getting ready to go to bed. So this was all day. I walked past my husband and he's like, he sniffs the air and he's like, you stink. You stink. Now, I'm not an advocate of only buying fragrances it, that your significant other likes. 
I think if you have a fragrance that you love and your significant other doesn't care for it, they're not wearing it. You are. So buy it and wear the shit out of it. And I have also noticed that I get very different reactions from my husband when I spray a fragrance and I'm like, here, tell me your thoughts, as opposed to spraying a fragrance, not telling him what I'm wearing and just have him react. Not saying that he's lying in the first scenario, but I think the reaction is much more natural in the second because I have had instances where I would have him smell a fragrance. He said I smelled like a hooker in Dubai. That was from Penhaligon's Changing Constance and that had no oud in it. Um, and then I he smelled it again weeks later on me and he um, said I smelled like a dessert and that I smelled good. So it, especially if you, unless your man is into fragrances like you are, I would say it don't wear don't base the perfumes you wear off of another person's opinion. However, if I'm on, I was already on the fence about a perfume and to then to be told that I stunk. <laughs> that was a nail in the coffin for me. I could, I couldn't, I was like, Nope, we're not doing this. Shag half Ood and I were not meant to be friends. Didn't work out. It's not going to work out. So I listed on Mercari and it, I was going to actually post on Instagram after I had finished listing it and publishing it. I had the link already set up in my bio, on my link tree. I had actually hit post because I was going to let you guys know, hey, I'm selling this in case you want it. And somebody snapped it up. So this perfume is in high demand. Um, so I shipped that off on Friday, but it's just not for me. No, it's not. That doesn't make it a bad scent. I want to reiterate that. This is just a different style of fragrance. Again, this is a Middle Eastern fragrance. They do fragrance very different than Western fragrances. Um, they have a lot of stronger, different notes. And like Oud is, a, from what I, my understanding is, it's a staple note. They have something called, I think it's Bahor. Um, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, I don't, I guess my more incense notes, like they're, they're different and they like their perfume stronger. It just, this one's just not, that style of perfume is just not for me. However, if you are into this, if you like Middle Eastern perfumes you and you love Oud, like you got to really love Oud because again, I didn't, I, I was disappointed. I didn't really get the praline or the rose. I really didn't get the vanilla. I It just made the wood, Oud more creamy because to me, the Oud smelled very resinous and a little sweet but creamy on the back end. And that, I think that was the vanilla, vanilla doing that. I do think had the Oud been tamped down and then all the other fragrances just amped up just a little, it could have been really, really special. And it could have been really beautiful, but it has it, as it stood, it's an Oud bomb. It's not my style. However, like I was saying, if you love an Oud and like, you know, this is not don't make the mistake I did. You're like, I think I can love Oud. You don't have a lot of experiences with Oud fragrances and you buy this. Don't do it. I'm telling you, do not do it. However, if you are very familiar with Oud, you love it in fragrances, you you don't mind it being front and center as opposed to being kind of a background player, um, I think that definitely try buy this perfume. It's affordable. And for the quality, it doesn't smell cheap. Like it smells... Um, it's it smell I've heard that it was a synthetic oud I don't know but it smells good like it smells it doesn't smell cheap or super synthetic to me um I think it is a good bang for your buck because again you only need one spray 
one spray and it will last you all day. Like I sprayed it at, I think eight or nine in the morning. Um, the day that my husband told me I stunk, I sprayed it at eight or nine in the morning. And this was like nine 30 at night that he told me I stunk. So it was, and I could smell it consistently all day. Um, the, so the projection lasts all day. The scent on your skin will last all day. You don't, if this will take you through a work day and then dinner afterwards, you don't need to touch up, trust and believe. Um, so definitely check it out if you love oud fragrances, because I think if, if this type of fragrance is not up your alley, it's a great buy and a great value for your money. However, it just didn't work for me. Now that's not to say I am done with oud. I still want to, I, I think it's kind of like gourmands. Like I think is it's gotta be done just right to appeal to me. Um, I do have a sample of Maison Francis Crypt Dijon's Oud Satin Mood, I believe. And I haven't smelled it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. I have that. I still want to sam sample Lancome's Oud Bouquet. And I also want to sample Casablanca from, or Casablanca from Swiss Arabian Perfumes because uh, there's a YouTube uh, reviewer. Her name is Sarah. I don't know her last name, but I mean, I trust because her, you can't, a Sarah will never steer you wrong. Yeah, right. No, but she, she had a perfume video for like people who want to get into fragrances. Um, a lot of what she deems safe blind buys for beginners. And she listed Casablanca as a really good perfume. It's got oud in it, but she said it's not super overpowering. And it's also got caramel in it, I believe, which I love caramel. That is right on my alley. So I would like to try Casablanca because that sounds really pretty. And that's also from Swiss Arabian. But unfortunately, Shag Half Oud just didn't do it for me. So that's my final ver verdict. Um, let me know your thoughts. Do you, uh, have you smelled Shag Half Oud? Have you, have you smelled Oud Bouquet? Do you think they smell the same? Not at all. Do you like Middle Eastern perfumes in general? Um, just let me know because I'd be very interested to hear your take on it. So fragrance in the news. I got some, I got two this week for you. So the first one is, have you ever thought to yourself, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I love the state of Wisconsin so much. I wish I could smell like it. Your dream has come true, my friend, because a uh, Zodica perfumery has created a new scent called Eau de Wisconsin. And it's got 200, it's, it's comprised of more than 200 oils based on Wisconsin's, na Wisconsin's natal chart. And it is Wisconsin's signature scent. There's a bottle of it on this website. Uh, it's called channel3000.com, Madison Magazine. Um, I will link to it in my show notes. It looks suspiciously like the Valentino Donna. What is it? I think it's Valentino Valentina, Donna Valentina. Donna Valentino perfume with the, uh, yeah, Donna Valentino. The bottle looks like the Donna Valentino perfume, just with clear juice in it instead of pink. Um, so, yeah, so let's dive more into this fragrance, shall we? It's got, uh, among the 200 oils, it's got sweet white clover, violet, which is Wisconsin state flower, 
Clementine, cucumber, neroli, green sage, lavender, blackberry, freesia, cedarwood, and sandalwood. Um, it's based on Wisconsin's natal chart using its founding date, a.k.a. its birthday, of May 29th, 1848. And also she took in the, this perfumer took into account the date that Madison became a city, which is March 4th, 1856. And they explain that a natal chart plots the sky when a place is founded. So it's a mix of its zodiac placements. Gemini, which is Wisconsin's sun and mercury sign. Pisces, which is Madison's sun sign and Wisconsin's Saturn and Neptune. Aries, Wisconsin's mid-heaven and moon sign, Madison's rising sign. Capricorn, Madison's mid-heaven. And Libra, Madison's Mars sign. I don't know what any of that I just said is. I... My old boss tried to explain to us over chat, like the difference between like your sign and your rising sign. And she sent us a chart. And so my sign is a Scorpio. So Scorpio season, not yet, coming soon. Um, my sign is a Scorpio, but I don't know what my rising sign is. I think it's some something lame. I mean, because I, I think the Scorpio is probably the most interesting sign based on my limited... Uh, dabbling, which is usually con, con which is usually just uh, constrained to reading my zodiac sign, um, what it means in like a magazine like Allure or something at the back. But I'm really leaning into the whole Scorpio vibe. For years I thought that didn't really describe me, but sometimes I think it does. Anyway, um, so whatever all that shit I just read, that's what it's this signature sense signs are. And let's see, it is unisex, just like Shag Half Oud. I wanted, the one thing I didn't touch on with Shag Half Oud, it is very, a man could definitely pull that off. It's very unisex. And if that same man wanted to smell like the state of Wisconsin, he could also wear Oda Wisconsin. See that tie-in? Full circle. Um, so it's a blend of both feminine and masculine. So men and women can both equally wear it. Um, so far, it's been rated out of 100 consumers. It's been rated overall a 9 out of 10. That was the perfumer's initial test. So it is available for purchase. You can go to ZodicaPerfumery.com and you get a 25% discount if you use the code I Love Wisconsin. No, I Love WI off any Ode of Wisconsin perfume. Believe it or not, this is not sponsored by that. Um, that's not a promo code. I'm not affiliated with that promo code. This is just in the damn story, but I am going to go to the website to see how much this will set you back. If you want to smell like the dairy state. All righty. Oh, I was like $5. It is a sample. So a travel spray of 0.27 ounces. The packaging is very nice, very sleek. That is 40 bucks. A 1.7 ounce is a hundred dollars and a three ounce is 125 dollars so wisconsin's not cheap but you know what is what is money when it comes to smelling like your favorite state in the union you know so that's that second one we have is um actually from samsung 
they came out with a new like eco-friendly washing machine and to advertise it they're using they're doing like a parody of a perfume ad but what is funny is that the perfume that it's a it's supposed to be shilling um which is really shilling this this washing machine it's called freshly laundered and it's an actual perfume made for this campaign it was actually made by 4160 4162 Tuesdays Sarah McCartney I know this because um, she posted about it in, in Oh My Soul. And um, I did review a 4162 Tuesdays perfume uh, back in September. It was Love Silk and Chocolate or something. Uh, spoiler alert, didn't like it, but I do want to sample more uh, perfumes in that line. But um, she says it's a real scent. She created it. I think it only, they only made like 100 bottles or something. If you buy it, at let's see i think they said like if you oh my god where is it at in this perfume ad i think if you buy it at their kind of the samsung machine experience store in london or somewhere over across the pond because this is a london london ad um all of that um if you it was sent to the press. If you purchase it at the, oh yeah, here we go. If you purchase the EcoBubble washing machine from Samsung's flagship experience space, Samsung KX in Cold Drops Yard, King Cross, London, you will also get the fragrance. And then a few are also like set aside for competitions on social media and all of that. So it's very limited edition. Um, it smells like freshly laundered clothes. And apparently this um, advertising agency that did the spot, I guess, pulled, did a poll with like London Society or whatever, not High Society, I don't know why I said it like that, but pulled Londoners and I guess the top scent, it was either Londoners or all of England, but the top scent that people voted for that they loved the most was the smell of freshly laundered clothes. So the ad um, features, uh, a gold medalist Olympian, I think he's a gymnast, uh, British gymnast, Max Whitlock. And it's parroting all the perfume ads. So I think it takes a shot at like Brad Pitt, on number five. There is, and just an out of home, not the actual TV commercial, but an out of home where he's posed like Johnny Depp for Sauvage. But it is <laughs> hawking this, doubly hawking the eco bubble washing machine, as well as the freshly laundered eco edition. And I think the bottle is made to look like a washing machine, a front load washing machine. So very creative, um, very interesting concept, definitely getting press. This is from the drum.com. Again, all links will be in the show notes if you want to read more into it. But I watched part of the commercial uh, that Sarah posted on Oh My Soul. And it's very, I mean, she forewarned us. It was like very British humor, but it's, it's funny. Like, I mean, and I'll, I don't even know who, didn't even know who Max Whitlock was before this ad, but he is gorgeous. And so I would watch him and he's got like, I think he's shirtless, at least in the portion I saw, he was shirtless and those abs. <laughs> Talk about freshly laundered. You could uh, wash your clothes clean on those washboard abs. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, so good choice. Cause I would, I'll watch the commercial. I'm not going to buy that washing machine, but I'd watch the I'd watch, I'll watch the hell out of that commercial because it's got a good looking dude in it. So very creative and congrats to Sarah and 4160s, 4160, well, 
I don't know if it's under the 4162 Tuesdays label, but congratulations to Sarah. This is a really big get and that's awesome. All right, and that brings us to the close of this week's episode. As always, thank you for your support. <clears throat> um, I really do appreciate it. If the spirit moves you, please like and subscribe on our podcast. Leave a review. Five stars are welcome, but I'll take constructive criticism, constructive feedback, whatever, you know? Who am I if I can't take constructive feedback and grow? Um, thank you to those who have already rated and sent in a review. I really appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Excuse me. And I think that's it. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I hope that whatever you are doing, you are having fun. You are being safe. But most importantly, you are smelling good. Bye. Pinot and Perfume is hosted and produced by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme music is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.